Welcome to the All The Wiser Podcast. Here we believe your journey toward wisdom and wellness takes place in your heart and in your mind. If you're committed to grow, you have arrived at the right place to enhance your mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. So welcome, partake in the pursuit of wisdom with us here at All The Wiser. all the wiser family thank you so much for returning how are you all enjoying season three has it been good to you it has been thoroughly enjoyable for me to record and deliver and today is no different listen y'all i hope that wherever you are if you're driving maybe not but anywhere else please take a moment and give a round of applause we have a very special guest on this session jasmine roscoe she is an incredibly talented, prolific, creative. And so we're going to be talking with her today. And she has um, some very dope insights and actually teaching me and teaching us uh, about an industry some of us may not be too informed about and aware of. But you all here at All the Wiser know I am a strong proponent of that. You all can use your gifting and abilities to impact the world and impact your pockets potentially uh, through what God has given you. And so I hope that this session exposes some new information and ideas to you all. Please remember, before we jump into this session, subscribe to this podcast on the platform on which you listen. I know we have lots of wonderful folks listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, even through Anchor. Thank you all for being consistent and listening. I ask in addition to that, share it, y'all. Spread the word. Pass it along. Be a good steward. Uh, Because I am hoping that as it touches and impacts you, you can share it with someone else uh, so that the content can do the same for them. So with that being said, let's jump in to this magnificent session with Jasmine Roscoe. All right, Miss Jasmine Roscoe. I am incredibly thankful and appreciative of you joining me here on the All the Wiser podcast. You are incredibly inspiring. Mm. You are motivating. You're intelligent, wise, sharp, shrewd, smart, beautiful. Thank you. And a wonderful partner to have. For those who don't know, Jasmine is the lady of my life. Okay, vocals. You know, you know, lost something in there, something. Uh, but I am excited to have you on the podcast today because amongst being all of those things, you are also an incredible fabric designer and have been putting in lots of hours, days, months, weeks, and years into what you do. And so I am thankful to have the opportunity to bring you on the All the Wiser platform so you can share your story, your gift and hopefully inspire the audience. But now that you're here, Jasmine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I am the self-proclaimed president of the street team. Yes, the the, the, uh, board of directors approves. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So my name is Jasmine. I was born and raised in Tacoma, Washington, mm. Tack Town. Tack know, Town. Yay, yay. <laughs> we don't do that. Oh, all right. Sorry. That's LA. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so born and raised there. I went to college at NC State. 
here in North Carolina, studied fashion and textile management, um, and from there I started my career in the fashion industry. So I worked in product development and lived in New York for about six years, mm. um, doing working at various well-known companies. I won't give them free promo, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, working in the product development space. And outside of that, as you mentioned, I'm a fabric designer. Mm-hmm. And so that is my passion. Nice. Nice. Well, it's been amazing to get to know you for the time that I've been getting to know you. And uh, I think we one of the ways we connected or bonded was our ambition and aspirations to do wonderful things. We're both creatives, creators in our own respective right. And I was hoping you could take some time today for starters, Mm -hmm. for those who are unfamiliar with what you do and what, how it impacts, I guess, the world. I'm like, what is fabric design? And then how does the common man or woman normally come in contact with fabric design? So just transparently this is not the first time we've recorded this and so (laughs) people who know me know i will write down a list of questions and then once i start recording it's just all extemporaneous from there so i'm throwing jasmine on the spot but i am genuinely curious if you could describe for us what you know fabric design is and how we regular folk come in contact with yeah that's a great question shout out to jesus come on lord for giving you that question jesus too um (laughs) Yeah, how does the regular person come in contact with fabric design? It's an amazing question. Well, um, I will say, so I say fabric design. So when you think about uh, patterns on your clothes, pillows, um, curtains, or drapes for the bougie people, (laughs) as myself, throws, rugs. I got blankets. (laughs) We have throws, okay? (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So all of those things, if you see something that is not one solid color, it is a pattern. And so that is what you can call fabric design because the application is fabric. Hmm. However, another term for that is surface pattern design. Hmm. And so what that means is everything that I just said expanded expanded to other um, materials. So hmm. um, notebooks, planners, um, even if you have pattern plates, um, wallpaper, floor, like tile, if you get tile that has a pattern on hmm. it, all of those things fall under surface pattern design or um you know fabric design is the application gotcha gotcha so that's interesting because as a common consumer i assumed that calvin klein designed the shirt i assume h&m designed the shorts Mm -hmm. and so they designed it developed it distributed it and now they have a retail space and they're selling in it so that is not the case it sounds like if I, you know, I wear things with patterns sometimes, some of those patterns may be designed by individuals like yourself. Is that the case? Yeah, um, I think how you have it is great. It's the additional team is the design team, the gotcha. fabric design team. So, um, for example, Calvin Klein or Victoria's Secret, these are just random companies that may or may not have worked at. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They will have, um, for the most part, they'll have an internal design team and they're called different things. But some of these companies do work with other designers. So a great example of that is Target. Um, So 
most people know who Tabitha Brown is, and she's mm-hmm. had some collections roll out with Target, right? Yes, so. I do. <laughs> Every time you say her name, baby, I just get a twang to my speech. You do the best voices. <laughs> um, so she is an example on a huge scale, right? Mm. Everybody, most people know who Tabitha Brown is. Mm-hmm. Um, her Specifically her team, I don't know how that partnership worked, but let's just say that um, me and Tabitha Brown are fabric designers. They partnered with Tabitha Brown. They have a collection, a collaboration. Mm. Target 100% has in-house designers, but for that particular, for those particular collection, collections, because she's had a few, they partnered with oh. an outside designer. So that's the best example of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that is very, that was very much news to me. And I think to others who... Um, certainly buy, consume. I mean, that's really interesting. I'm curious to know, could you take us back, hit us on the rewind, Mm -hmm. um, and tell me a little bit about the story of how your family of origin educated or informed you that doing this was possible? I guess, how did your upbringing inform you of that? Yeah, so I grew up around my grandmother, who is... Um, a seamstress Mm. and so growing up she had and still has a sewing business and she actually has an Etsy shop under Sin Jazz which is Lucinda and Jasmine put together I think that is so beautiful I really do it It warms my little heart your little heart Um, so I I love that her whole thing is the generational part Mm. which I also think plays a part in my story right like knowing that my grandmother's dream is to have that being generational I think that part plays a part into why I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about what I am now. But to go back, um, so when I was younger, I used to, finger quotes, work in her shop, her business. Mm-hmm. She converted the garage to her sewing room. I would answer the phone, cut out buttons, do all the things. Gotcha. That's my New York accent. <laughs> Don't judge me, listeners. <laughs> um, and there's one pivotal moment that stands out. Um I was a young girl, and I drew this dress Mm -hmm. that had these trumpet sleeves, which are exactly what it sounds like, flared out like a trumpet is. Mm. And I drew it because I would just draw all the time, and I would love to draw clothes because I loved clothes. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was like, pick out some fabric for that dress that you drew. Mm. And she ended up making that dress, and I actually wore it. I wish I knew where it was now, but it was a real live dress from just my drawing. And that was a pivotal moment. That's really dope. That is so cool. And, and and describe for us, I guess, what age you were when this occurred. Yeah, How old were you? I think I probably was eight. Gotcha. Between maybe like eight and ten. Yeah, man, that's really cool. I think there are individuals who certainly have creative gifting. And I think most people who would identify that within themselves would say it started from a young age like so Mm -hmm. many musicians say yeah i was playing drums at four i was Mm -hmm. singing at two um and so it sounds like for you you were just flowing through your own creative gifting and drawing and sketching and combining your ability with the exposure i think has been incredibly influential for you what's also beautiful is that you were able to sit under the tutelage of your grandmother, who to this day has an Etsy shop, continues to create, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, talk to me a little bit about, um, or expound upon how your grandmother holding that generational kind of mm. uh, uh, desire 
within her own value system, how does that inspire both what you create and what you envision doing with your fabric design? Mm, That's such a good question. I think that I have always imagined me picking up the baton from Mm. her. Not to say that she has let go of the baton yet. And I say that meaning, as you just said, she still has her uh, has an Etsy shop to this day, mm-hmm. um, sells and sews, lap scarves and, and tote bags. This ah. is a plug, and it's not a full of shame. It's shameless. <laughs> shameless tell, plug. I'm going to tell you about my grandma's business. I know, so, that's right. <laughs> um, so I've always envisioned it as we're both holding on to the baton, and, you know, um, one day the baton will be mine, and mm. um, I don't have children now, but maybe in the future should I be able to pass it on to um my offspring or someone else that mm-hmm. I come in, come into contact with. Um, but what that has done or what my grandmother was a great example of is using her gift. Mm. Um, and so because I saw her use her gift, I knew it was possible for me to use mine. Not only was it possible, but because of the generational part being um, part of her value system, I should. And um, I think of my professional career journey of, of, walk, of working in the fashion industry and walking it. I was in New York, you know. We'd be walking. walking. <laughs> um, working in the fashion industry is being exposed to things that maybe she wasn't yet. Like, mm. okay, this is how, you know, million, billion dollar companies, this is how they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the education from NC State. My grandmother didn't study fashion and textile management. So yeah. I think of every step of my journey as um, uh, doing something that she either didn't have the opportunity to do or just didn't. And that I'm able to bring that even back to her. And mm-hmm. um, even now we have conversations just the other day. She was like, how's your business doing? Aww. And she'll text me sometimes and um, just share with me her business wins as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. That that individual who in many ways, um, I'm sure, in addition to other people in your life, mm-hmm. has inspired you and, and kind of propped you up, um, is still creating, one, mm-hmm. for herself, and two, you guys are still able to encourage each other um, as you guys both walk on your journey, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, you and I have had numerous conversations about what I call the marriage of creative entrepreneurship and I know this is strictly audio people can't see what I'm doing with my hands Mm -hmm. but I am gesturing creative being one thing and entrepreneurship being another thing Mm -hmm. Um, you are a great example of the collision of those creative Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship together you have formal training you have corporate experience you have your own and we'll get into this a little bit your own God endowed, inspired ideas and things you want to create and produce. Um, with all of that, you also recognize that it's fun mm-hmm. and enjoyable and it comes from within you, but you also recognize there is profit that can be made mm-hmm. with the um, willingness to produce, market, and sell that which you've made, mm-hmm. created. Um, talk to me a little bit about where your stance is regarding creating things and making money. Do Mm. you, are you uncomfortable with the idea of making money off of things that you create? Are you fully okay with it? Like, where do you fall into that? 
absolutely a hundred thousand percent comfortable mm. and I feel like more creative people should and just going back to my grandmother at what was so formative is that she had a business and I'm saying that because um, it, it, it was much more than oh I just sew no she had a sewing business and has a sewing business mm -hmm. so even outside of me drawing clothes <laughs> I would always uh, make cards for my mom my grandma my aunt whoever in my family and I would always draw a logo on the back I don't know what I, I didn't know what the word logo was <laughs> but <laughs> I think that is just a testament to me understanding and recognizing the business aspect mm -hmm. of it um, and so at the end of the day, business is service. Um, and, um, you know, with a gift that the Lord gave us, it is service. However, comma, that doesn't mean that you are doing it for free. Because I, I think what it also does is when you use your creative gifts um, to generate income, is that you're allowing people to know that it's possible to do that. There is this narrative of the starving artist, right? Yes. That, um, and even for myself, is like, ah, I kind of ran away from my creative gift a little bit because I am high key bougie. And so, <laughs> well, we're not about to be a starving. Mm. <laughs> so, I, for a long time, I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to be an artist, that means I have to be starving. I don't want to be starving. So, let me find something wow. quote unquote traditional to do and part of what I hope that I do with my story and my example because my grandmother did that for me is like no you can do both and you should do both mm. and um, you know we are in a, a society where um, money is the currency right mm -hmm. and so it also places value and shows you your value of your work as an artist mm. in my opinion if you're accepting monetary rewards for your work, you're mm -hmm. showing to yourself how valuable it is um, and also to other people. Yep. I, I am on the same page with you. I think we are aligned on that side of the fence that, um, you know, business is a vehicle for value exchange. Mm -hmm. If you are bringing value to the marketplace, people can receive that and in exchange bring something that is of value to you. And for most people, that is money. For some people, it's a combination of money and other things. Mm -hmm. But I think that's totally okay, especially mm -hmm. in uh, an economy and a society in which we live. Some people, as you described, may have immense creative abilities and have a, a vast array of ideas that they want to bring, but they don't see a way to make money from it. And mm -hmm. so they stray away from it altogether. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad to hear that you... Through life and through your journey, I know you uh, have walked through several seasons of life, both corporately, creatively, personally, all of that. You kind of came back around to the acknowledgement that um, I can do what I am good at, what I feel like I have a gifting for, a natural ability for, acquired skills for, and bring it to the marketplace and make money. My question to you is, sometimes creatives feel like they have to sacrifice the integrity of their work in order to make something marketable for vast audiences. Mm -hmm. Do you wrestle with making things you think other people will like so you can make money? Or do you, or let me not make it a multiple choice. Mm -hmm. do, is that something that crosses your mind and is that a, a challenge for you? Or is, is it something that comes to mind at all? 
Yeah, I think I have an awareness of it, especially being in having a corporate background in the fashion industry, right? Like you have to know what trends are. It's still a business. Mm -hmm. You need to be aware. In my own endeavors as a fabric designer, I respectfully do not care. And (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) that is kind of controversial to say, right? Because we're talking about business part of it but for me a lot of my design ideas come to me in the middle of the night from the lord they're all Mm. they're always from the lord amen um and you know i my creative process may fluctuate sometimes but it's always from the lord it's always like a oh i should try this or oh that would be cool um that is where the origin of my designs come from so i say that to say if i like it someone else is gonna like it Mm -hmm. it may not be today it may not be tomorrow Um, It may not be while I'm still on this earth, but Mm. at some point someone is going to like it. And I think that is the great thing about art is that um, it can live on and be relevant in whatever season it's meant to. But I'm very firm and confident in um, the ideas that the Lord is giving me Mm. and has given me that. Okay, it's not on trend today. It probably will be tomorrow yeah. <laughs> or some other day. But I know that this is good. I know that this is quality. And if it matches up with the trends of today, great. If it doesn't, it's still cool. And I'll see you when you finally realize that it's good. <laughs> that's that's really cool. That's confidence. Um, I, I call it confidence, mm-hmm. like a willing the ability to be confident in what God has inspired you to create. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging, especially in the artistic space, mm-hmm. that time and trends ebb and flow like the tide. So what's, as you, I mean, you said it quite articulately, what I create today may not be on trend right now, maybe not six months from now, a year from now. Maybe it's three years where people come back around and all of a sudden they're seeking that which I created years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, your work is that which you at this point are able to produce and then uh, put out for the world on the internet, yes. right? Could you, I'm intrigued to know, could you tell me a little bit about how you think the internet has impacted your ability to get your work out for the intended audience? Mm. And how do you leverage the world wide web <laughs> to... Uh, move toward your goals and objectives yeah wow that is a loaded question loaded like a baked potato loaded french fries loaded everything um (laughs) um clearly we're both hungry didn't we just eat (laughs) (laughs) y'all i tried to feed her beforehand i I tried (laughs) Uh, cheese okay anyway um the internet has from the standpoint of getting out it out to people i think that was part of your question the age of internet that we are in now, specifically when it comes to my space of fabric design or just art in general, mm-hmm. there are a ton of easily accessible print-on-demand sites. Mm. And what that means is exactly what it says. They will print your art or design on demand to a product. Mm. So um, one site that I leverage is Spoonflower. I have, I think... Um, over 800 designs available on my Spoonflower shop, Jazzeries, um, currently. So say you bought a pillow from them. They will print my design on the pillow the moment of you purchasing it. Mm. Um, So I say that to say, with the internet being the way that it is, 
there are certain checks and balances, but the barrier to entry is much lower than it would have been mm. if I were to try to embark on this journey um, uh, 10, 15 years prior. Mm. Um, and so I think that it's really accessible for people who are interested in that to be able to mm-hmm. try it, even to the very low risk. If you're just like, this may be ugly, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> like, you can do that. Um, and as far as finding my audience, um, just the, I'm just really grateful of the time that we're in where someone, I, I've sold things, um, I've sold fabric to people in uh, the United Kingdom. Um I never met met them, haven't been over there yet, um, but just being able to get it out there so any and everybody who feels connected to my designs can purchase it is something that's really cool. Yo, that is fantastic. And having over 800 designs on Spoonflower, I'm like, sheesh, like that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. And it's a testament to the days, weeks, months, years that you've put in and you've consistently invested in yourself consistently invested in your craft and you've produced you've you've been consistent about dedicating time and energy to the output which i think is really important for creatives and the artistic folks um so many people yourself included may wake up in the middle of the night with an idea or they may be walking around and like oh my gosh like this is inspiring to me mm-hmm. Taking that which inspires you, taking that which stimulates maybe new ideas is wonderful and a great place to um, really abide in as a creative, I think. Um, You always want to have the openness and willingness to be receptive to either what God is planning in in you or what how God is using the world around you to inspire you, which is great. Mm -hmm. But then to go from ideation to production to mm-hmm. to actually the output is is amazing so i want to tip my hat to you thank you for that like you you are definitely on your ditty can't stop won't stop <laughs> or or can't stop won't stop rockefeller records that's somebody else but um my cousin jay-z <laughs> the young gunners uh so i am i have to mention that you know you are a wonderful person you're a special person to me in my life and so I think God has exposed a whole new arena and world to me through you. And so mm-hmm. as I talk to you, much of this is new information to me and I'm sure new information to the audience. Um, for you, I am a firm believer that the Lord has so many wonderful waves he wants to make in the world through you. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how you certainly acknowledge you know the the significance of what you do with fabric design but you want to impact people outside of the world of fabric design how do you want to use what you have done what you're doing and what you are going to do Mm. to impact people outside of the specific fabric design sphere maybe other creatives or creative entrepreneurs um, out here trying to walk a similar journey Yeah, I think that is my um, biggest growth area at the moment. I won't say challenge. It is a growth area Mm. because I feel this is the next level of um, after creating hundreds of designs, um, 
this is the next level that I've unlocked that I'm working towards. So um, for me, I just, I love being able to inspire people and I get messages sometimes where people are like, oh, this really inspires me. That's great. Mm. And that makes me feel warm inside (laughs) and and outside, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And so the next level that I am preying on is what does it look like not to just inspire people, but to equip and empower them as well. And I know I've I've shared with you my uh, apprehension to um, to calling myself a teacher or teaching maybe in the sense that I I see other leaders in the fabric design space um, people that I've also learned from mm-hmm. really being able to deliver courses and and be a, um, a thought leader and influencer in the space of coaching and teaching mm-hmm. for me I don't know what exactly that looks like because I don't think it looks like what I've seen mm. yet doesn't mean it's not out there just what I have not seen gotcha. yet um, and um, really my desire is to be able to help anyone who is creative um, operate in their gifts mm. and uh, maximize it. I think that's the first time I'm putting words to that. Actually. I love it. I love <laughs> um, it. So whether it's someone who's a, I have a friend who's a very talented portrait artist mm. or whatever other creative outlet that is to be able to help someone synthesize what I'm doing specifically in fabric design to say, Oh, Hey, this is, the blueprint word to Jay-Z. Um, this is what, <laughs> what I have done. This is what I've been able to accomplish up to this point. I say that specifically up to this point. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can leverage what I've learned or here's how I can help consult and maybe develop and mold what you are in, um, wanting to do, but you just don't have the tools or knowledge or exposure yeah. yet. Yeah, that's that's so crucial for I think community in general Mm -hmm. for all of us to figure out how to capitalize and leverage what we have and what we know to equip empower inspire other people and I know we've talked about the the teaching thing Mm -hmm. and in this information age there are so many people who in addition to making money off of the product or the work are making money by teaching people how to make the product Mm -hmm. and uh teaching models and teaching systems through e-courses and coaching groups and all of those wonderful things. I am a proponent of such. I think we've both been participants in them. Uh, I think you have the ability. Thank you. And you have the desire to deliver the impact. And what we talked about in the past is it can look like a lot of different things. Like the, the vehicle can look like mm-hmm. a lot of different things, right? If we're all, tr- if you're trying to get to the destination, you know, the car could look like an Audi, a Volkswagen, mm-hmm. a Toyota, a Chevrolet, a Benz, whatever it is. It's like, is my chosen vehicle going to get me to the destination? Right. So I hope you continue to pray and meditate and reflect on what that looks like. I'd firmly believe you being a pattern, a uh, 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 designer, a female designer, a female designer of color is um, impact is is special for lack of a better term. And I think it can jolt and jar the creativity of other people who look like you. Mm-hmm. And similarly, people who may have thought about it, but didn't know it could be a path to producing revenue for their families or their loved ones. I think people can see you and say, oh, 
there are people in that sphere. Let me learn more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be people who want to do similarly to what you want to do, or maybe they want to do sculpting, or they want to do, right. like you said, portraits, drawing, music even. I yeah. mean, all of that is in the creative sphere. Uh, there is an uh, opportunity, I think, in this space to be a creative entrepreneur Absolutely. that leverages what God has placed inside of them, one, for his glory, and two, for you know positive impact in the world. Yes. Uh, before we wrap up here, I do want to know what's next for you, what's upcoming this year in the recording of this session, 2022. This has been a really unique year for you because <laughs> you have definitely pressed in. You've pushed. Uh, what am I trying to say? You dug your nails into the mud a little bit mm, and for a yeah. few months dedicated time specifically to that Um and that that being what you describe your your design work, where do you see this enterprise, this venture going from here? What do you envision for yourself and for it? Yeah, um, if you don't mind, I would like to be a little transparent. Please be transparent. more than transparent. That's why we feel. <laughs> what is more than transparent? <laughs> translucent? I have no idea. I'm going to be translucent at this moment. Um, and so, uh, you know, was working full time up until May of 2022 um, and currently on a sabbatical from the, the the corporate world and during that time I have really laid the foundation for what I want to accomplish in my business so um, I've been selling designs um, for over two years now I'm currently on a streak of month 16 of consecutive fabric hey, <laughs> get it get and it so um so during this past these past few months, I've created three new brand new fabric collections, put together a portfolio, started my website, um, working on some additional products to sell. Um, during this quote unquote sabbatical from the nine to five life, as I you know potentially transition back into that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, I, I want to go back there because the only reason. Well, I won't say the only reason. One of the reasons is God, obviously, mm. and he provided and sustained me during this season. True. Um, an additional layer on top of that is I was very clear of what I wanted my next steps to be before entering the season. And I feel very convicted to share that right now because I think, especially when you think of a creative um you think of oh I must give all of my time energy all the resources and I too am doing hand movements of the yes, flowy free yes. spirit artist though. of I have to devote everything and give everything up for this mm. and I think that could be true for entrepreneurs in general right sometimes your calling in business does call for that um, in my particular space it does not necessarily call for that Mm. in my journey it did for the season but what would have been um um i don't want to call it a mistake but the smart thing that i did entering the season is knowing what i needed to accomplish Mm -hmm. i did not go into this season ah i love fabric let me figure out how to learn no i took a course earlier this year i've been doing this again for a while and so in the season i knew the milestones that i wanted to hit and was able to accomplish that and so um as far as what is next 
the foundation is laid Mm -hmm. for me to um, begin to develop licensing partnerships with different brands and companies. Um, I also am working on some unique products to launch soon nice. on the website okay um and we'll continue to expand in that and um more designs continuing to do more designs uploading those uh, making the fabric available and different products available so my ultimate goal is to develop enough ongoing income to sustain my desired lifestyle mm-hmm. and i say desired because i I think I mentioned this before, but if not, I want to make it abundantly clear that I am bougie. And so she's good and bougie, not bad and bougie. <laughs> yes, good, and, good bougie. and bougie. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so there are things that I want for my life and um, even for the people around me that I want to be able to provide financially. And so that's what I see this gift and talent doing. Um, and I'm also open to partnerships that maybe are not even in my mind right now. Wow. Whatever the Lord is is um has placed in my path for me to walk into i'm open to that that's fantastic i'm so glad your heart is open and receptive to what the lord wants to do and you entered into a season of sabbatical with strategy you know i Mm. love uh alliteration we both do Um, so to do that is incredibly advantageous so you can maximize the time Mm -hmm. and also be sensitive to when a season is supposed to start and when a season is supposed to end Mm -hmm. Um, and speaking of end as we wrap it up here of course you um, were so gracious with your time and your mind so thank you for coming on and sharing what you are doing and where you're headed. Um, could you tell the people, the All the Wiser family, where they can find your work, where they can find you and potentially connect? Yeah. Well, hello, All the Wiser family. We hey. are family. Um, I'm not gonna community. Sing. I'm not going to sing because that would not be nice. Oh, I got really excited. His face was so excited. I've been trying to get the singing. <laughs> I'm trying. One day. I wish that was on video. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the gram. Okay. At Jazz Reese, J-A-S-R-E-S-E. And that is the best place to find me. You'll find the link with my website, my Spoonflower shop, all the things. Um, you know, feel free to connect with me. Send me a message on Instagram as well. That's what's up. Jazz Reese, everybody. Follow yes. her on Instagram. She has over 800 designs on Spoonflower. And there's so much to come from her and through her so jump on the ship now while there's room jump on the bus because she's she's definitely going to be doing great things as time progresses but jasmine thank you so much for coming on and joining us here at all the wiser i as i always tell you are constantly inspired um, informed educated and so i love you i'm rooting for you i'm cheering for you i've got your back And uh, once again, just thrilled that you would decide to come here and be a member of the All the Wiser team and even contribute today on this session. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having this platform and operating in your gift to allow me to share how I'm operating in my gift. So thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Is this content planting seeds of wisdom in your life? Is this challenging you to examine the lens through which you view the world? Well, come on, y'all. If it's good to you, 
be good to someone else and share this content. This is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms online. So we encourage you all to spread the word, sow the seeds far and wide. We at All The Wiser want to be as helpful as possible to many, many other hungry folks much like yourself. Spread the word. We appreciate you. Much love.